Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Phonetics Podcast. Today, I have with me two very special guests. First of all, I have returning alumni of the podcast guest, H.L. Tinsley. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime. And you brought a friend. So, B.A. Bellick, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. Anytime anybody wants to bring a friend or hop on, I am more than willing to have multiple people on. Uh, this has been my goal for quite some time. Schedules were kind of hard, you know, the last couple of uh, seasons and stuff like that. So anytime I can get multiple authors on, you know, that have worked on a project together, um, that excites me because I haven't gotten to do that yet. So that uh, allows me to pick your writer's brains, you know, a lot more. And uh, having written a couple of anthology stories, but having them be uh, <laughs> closed down because of the pandemic, I'm actually really interested in getting some out there. I know some um, people uh, who've been listening to the podcast for a while have asked me certain questions in the podcast group, stuff like that. Uh, so Holly, when you messaged me, I was like, actually, this is like perfect timing because I was trying to find uh, a group, you know, or at least a few authors that I could talk to about their anthology. So this worked out perfectly. So thank you so much for, you know, messaging me and both of you guys coming on today. So. And we'll actually start with that first question. And I'm always interested when it comes to, uh, you know, authors for an anthology. Um, and I'm curious at how you guys decided upon your theme. Um, I mean, I'll start us off because I think that was probably mostly my fault. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of like coming up with a theme, it actually started originally with myself and author P.L. Stewart were talking um, just randomly one day, I, I can't even remember where the conversation started, but uh, he kind of floated this idea of saying, oh, wouldn't it be great to do uh, an anthology? We we both know so many deep, you know, really good authors. We know yeah. so many different writers. Um, you know, this would be a really fun, easy project to put together. Um, and we kind of chatted back and forth for like a couple of weeks about it. And we thought, do you know what? We'll just put some feelers out there to a couple of authors, see what people say. Uh, really didn't expect anyone to come back to us. Um, and pretty much everyone we contacted in within like maybe a day came back and said, wow. we're in. So wow. myself and PL just kind of thought, okay, this, this is actually happening now. We need to think about what we're doing. So um we discussed genres and themes and kind of topics and things like that and we came up with this idea of merging horror and fantasy uh because both of us had kind of done work in that realm so we wanted to do something that was really a gateway between the two um and then the the idea of the body was just something that came up in conversation um mm. I, I don't even remember where it came from but we thought you know that sounds cool so we'll jump on that and we kind of pitched it to all the authors and everybody got on board with it. Oh, that's super cool. I, I got to say, when you're like, oh, everybody responded right away, like, that's amazing. Because I think ours was like, my, the two I was supposed to be in, I, I actually took, I pulled a story, actually, because then I had a better idea. And I was like, worried about copywriting. And nobody really had the, the copywriting answer for our particular anthology. Uh, now I'm glad I did, because it's going to be part of my Kindle Bella series. But um, yeah, I mean, I, but that was another thing is it took a long time for people, you know, to respond. So I'm more of a, I, I don't like to, I like to work with people, but I, I want it to be a little bit more organized. So I'm glad that people responded to you so quickly. So to me, it just sounds like having been in that situation um, and being a little bit, um, you know, not on board with the overall process that, you know, the people that were leading it, you know, 
we're, we're kind of going for. I'm more of an organized person and I, you know, I really like, um, you know, deadlines and things like that. And, you know, I like some direction. So um, it sounds like you guys had uh, my type of anthology um, and how I like it ran. So that to me sounds really awesome, but I just want to point out to the audience that, you know, sometimes, you know, different groups, you know, it is hard when you get a lot of people together, it's like a group project for school or something like that. Right. So, um, you know, but you, it's interesting, right. When you can try and come up with that common vision, um, you know, but still allow that theme, you know, allow people to write in it, you know, with their story, um, you know, in terms of the anthology from their point. So I think it's really hard, though, sometimes to find a theme. So your guys's was really cool. I love the, you know, that concept, the anatomy of fear. Um, and I don't know, it just, it just sounds cool. And it sounds very, um, you know, that, that kind of the, just the word anatomy alone, when you mix it with fear, I think, you know, really displays a really cool type of imagery. Uh, and I think really match your guys' theme right away. So, you know, I teach that to kids all the time, you know, in terms of design and, you know, English and social studies, things like that. And it's really hard, I think, to match those. So I think you guys did a really good job there. Um, but I was just curious that, you know, like what sort of structure you guys use, you know, to try and keep people on schedule or on track. Um, how did you guys, did you guys have like a discord or did you guys just use email? Did you guys zoom? Um, that's the next question I have. It's just like, how did you guys keep track of different people's ideas, uh, the schedule and kind of like the pace of the project? I'm going to let Brian go on that one. Cause I, I, wanted, I, I got it from the one side, Brian got it from the other. So how is yeah. the front end so person? <laughs> We, we definitely had a big group chat going pretty quick into the project. And uh, I remember very early, one of the days that was most stressful for me early on was when we picked our body parts. Oh, and so there was this early situation where we had all got together, we were all chatting, but nobody had formally selected their body part on, on our Discord chat box. And that day when we were assigning body parts, there was a lot of nervous energy, like, is anybody going to pick my body part and that? But uh, most of it was through the Discord. We had a a lot of uh, pods. So like, I loved our beta strategy. We busted our group into little pods and then we kind of worked in our pod for the first two or three months. And that was brilliant. And it really did work. And it's yeah. ambitious to try to beta read all the stories, but by yeah. putting it in the pods and only betaing in your group, it really worked out well for developing the stories. Yeah. I'm like kicking myself because that's a terrific idea. <laughs> I have not heard anybody say yet, uh, which this sounds awesome. Uh, do you mind just explaining that a little bit further, um, just for our audience in terms of the anatomy of fear? So did you guys each have a, a particular body part and kind of was that like part of your uh, theme or like how did that work like in terms of your guys' stories? So at the start of it, we all just it was a total everybody could pick anything they wanted and then we were going to see if there was overlap, like too many people too close into the body. Like, well, you can't have five people on the legs. <laughs> but when, once we got through that first couple of days, it, it became pretty clear. We had a pretty good mix of different body parts. And some of the ideas, the brainstorming early on was a bit generic. So it was like, well, I could apply actually different body parts to my story, maybe. So if we want to rebrand the story to fit a different body yeah, yeah. part, that'll work. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, do, do you mind if I ask like what body parts you guys, you know, happen to be writing in for your stories without giving anything away? <laughs> Like if it's like the tail to tell, tell heart and you can't say heart, like don't feel free. But uh, no, I'll, I'll let Holly it, go first. Yeah, it's fine. So I did neck for my story. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, yes, and I, like I asking so many questions right now. I, I have to read this now. I have so many questions. <laughs> like I need to, like I need. I'm that person that needs to know things. Like so, I like now. I need to know. <laughs> what did you say, Brian? Which one did you pick? I said uh, I did toes, and it was actually I had written my story before I had formally gotten the toes. Oh. So PL Stewart asked me to do this, and uh, I wrote my story the next day. Actually, the first draft. <laughs> Oh wow! I got way That's ahead cool. of the project, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I was like, "Oh, I hope I actually get toes." <laughs> so yeah, it worked awesome. out. It was it was kind of crazy because we'd literally just put this like I think we put the the chat group together like on like the Sunday night or something like that, and I was like, "Okay, so if everyone can get their stories back, you know, by like say the end of the month," and then I literally woke up the next morning and there was an email from Brian with just like, "Here's my story, it's done." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, as a teacher, I wish that would happen to me all the time. <laughs> I know, it's awesome. I'd get a lot more writing done, let me tell you. <laughs> Make my job a lot easier. Well, that's awesome. Uh, how authors did you guys have total for the anthology then? Uh, so 12 in total. So we oh, okay. um, we initially, we made a list of 12, but then we also had a list of about 10 like backup authors. Not that they weren't equally as good, but we yeah, just yeah, had yeah. to go out to 12 years. We kind of thought we'd get a few people saying no, we don't want to, or we, we don't have the time. And like all 12 of the first 12 that we approached came back and said yes straight away, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's unheard of. Like that's that's pretty awesome. The two I was like gonna like writing for originally, like it was like, oh my gosh, I think it was like 32 for the first one. I think we only got 10 back. Uh, and then the second one I think was right around 12, but again, it was like 32, I think. So 36 were, you know, were some invitations um yeah so that's that's an amazing like, percentage right there that's that's really awesome um so how many body parts did you guys end up with them if you guys had 12 authors uh so we actually managed to find a different body part for all the authors surprisingly wow. i mean yeah. we did at one point think we might have to go left leg right leg um but <laughs> no, we actually we have 12 individual body parts for 12 individual stories oh that is really cool that is so interesting i just like that because i just it's just funny because i've just Things are sometimes serendipitous when I'm interviewing people, you know, and um, like I said, I was looking for an anthology group, you know, and some authors to interview. But it's funny because I just we're going over that right now, like in terms of some of my design classes with theme. So that's just like such a cool, you know, example for me to use, you know, like real world example, um, you know, in terms of like how a theme is overarching, you know, and used throughout an entire product, um, particularly like a book. So that's like really super cool. Um, I was curious, uh, you guys talked, you know, about some of your successes. What were some of the pitfalls, um, just starting out with those that like, what were some things that you guys struggled with, you know, in terms of, you know, just the anthology or maybe your individual stories, things like that? I mean, I think it'd be very different for both of us because obviously I, I probably had found more pitfalls in the production side of it. Mm. Um, whereas obviously Brian was kind of working with the other authors, doing the beta reading, um, doing the stories. I think for me, the biggest challenge was definitely the artwork. So through the course of the project, we went through six different artists. Um, wow. we, we went out to a couple and we got really great starts from them. So we'd have concept art back and then just through sheer acts of fate things happened where they couldn't carry on with the project and we yeah. we got to the point where we were pretty much 90 percent of the way there and we still didn't have an artist um, 
so I kind of last ditch attempt, like just panic messaged every artist that I could find that would fit the style we wanted. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we did. We found a lady called Dawn Larder who came on board really late in the process and just absolutely smashed it out of the water. Um, she was really great, really um, open. So she she kind of worked with us to make sure she got what the authors wanted from the images. So they kind of got a a base image that was like a starting point where they could then make amendments and changes. And she was just really, you know, happy to facilitate the whole process. She was just awesome. Oh, that's cool. I just was curious, like, is she the same one that did your guys' cover for the anthology as well? No, I've never worked with her before, but she is doing my next book cover for me. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's super cool. Uh, so in terms of like images, um, did you guys each get one, like in terms of like the start of the chapter? Or I was just curious about those. We did indeed, which I can show you if oh, I can cool. find. I'm just trying to find like mine or Brian's, but I can't find them. But there we go. So, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see that. So that's Oh yeah. Wow. That looks terrific. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is one for every single author. They've all got their own kind of individual one. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So that one is, that one's the one for Nick. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, I won't show you all 12, but yeah, they are all. Oh, really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, I just was curious, just for, you know, like, and, you know, because a lot of people, like I said, you know, have been asking me about anthologies and I was like, well, I don't, we're trying to do too, but it just didn't work out. Um, and then I had another one for production schedule and stuff um, when I was writing my fantasy novel for my first draft. And, uh, you know, so I was like, well, I'm going to ask about certain formatting things. So I think that's a really good one, you know, because there's so many different ways that people, you know, have done their anthologies and I've seen some really cool ones, but I just think, you know, showing how you guys have done yours, uh, you know, I think really helps because I, I do like that because. I was reading one a while back and I'm just totally blanking because I've read way too many books to review recently. We're doing a review soon, people. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, but, um, you know, like I was reading one and it was cool. It was, um, you know, I also had read like a Forgotten Realms one and like another one, but it was cool with the indie one I read because they did the same thing you guys did where, you know, they had each author was 15 had one image at the start of their chapter. And I got to say as a reader, you know, like that like really helped you know, kind of set the mood and the theme for that author and their story, you know, and, you know, instead of just giving me something like just the title, you know what I mean? It gave me something to look at, think about. And I got to say, compared to other anthologies that I was reading that didn't do that, I really feel like the image really helped me um, and just kind of set the tone. So I think it's cool that you guys did that because that's something that I'm actually looking for now, uh, you know, in terms of anthologies that I'm reading. Um, and I, in the future, when, you know, I take part in them, I, I definitely, you know, would love to get people on board and get an artist to do what you guys did. Because again, I, I really think it enhanced the anthology and the experience. So that's super cool. Um, so did you guys uh, just give her like a basic concept and then she kind of went from there uh, and then you guys kind of, you know, were able to uh, tweak, you know, your individual one. Is that kind of how the process went or? I'll, I'll talk about mine specifically. So with my yeah. toes, uh, the first draft that we had, it wasn't exactly what I had in mind. I actually was aiming for a moment in my story kind of. And so we we did through, I think, three, we did three kind of revisions on it to get to the final that's in the printed copy. And so it wasn't instantaneous, but I know some of the first drafts, because we were all posting them in the group chat, and some of them were amazing right away, just instant hit, like perfect, yeah. nailed it. And then with mine, I was like, oh, I want to tweak this, and I want to do that. And yeah, mine wasn't instant. <laughs> so it took, took oh, yeah. two weeks, maybe, to get mine done, but that's all not right. that long when you're working on art. Yeah. 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 
So did, did I, that you bring up another question that actually I never even thought of to ask in terms of that process. Um, did so did you guys um like if like for yours, Brian, you're like, okay, yeah, I like this and that. Did um did you guys, you know, kind of vote on the final together, or is it more just each individual author got to pick their own concept? Individual had the final approval, but if you had questions, you were posting in the chat, like what do you think about XYZ or something? Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. That's I just think yeah. that's a really good way to do it. Cause again, I think you know, you get uh, you know, like more each author gets more of a personal stake, you know, for for their story, you know, and their part of the anthology. And I have noticed that, you know, in terms of um different authors I've talked to, you know, they're like who either did or didn't like their, you know, working with their group for anthologies. Um, like Lee Conley and I talked about that um in one he was in recently, just like, you know, on Facebook and stuff. But it wasn't uh, this really one, <laughs> was it is Lee with you guys He's, I don't think yeah. so I thought I think it was oh I thought he, I, I don't know if he was I don't know actually because <laughs> I might have, I might have just missed it but no he was saying like oh it was really great and I was like oh that's really cool because he had um, mentioned something in the Facebook group about it he was like yeah I'm part of this anthology that's really funny he maybe he was I don't know he had good things I to think. say so <laughs> that's really funny that's uh, him and I've been circling each other for a while it's just like every time he's got time I but it's like horrible for me and vice versa um, but that's really funny that, yeah, maybe he was, unless he's part of two, but that's really funny. But he was just saying, you know, like uh, somebody had mentioned like they were going to be part of an anthology and, you know, kind of some of the same problems that I had. And I didn't want to be negative Nancy. Uh, so I was kind of staying out of it, you know, as like the admin and stuff. And then Lee popped in with some positives for his current anthology, which I assume is you guys, um, you know, and we kind of talked a little bit with, you know, the couple people that posted and asked the questions, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, trying to work with different authors. And, um, you know, I talked to, I have Clayton coming on soon, Snyder and Michael R. Fletcher at some point, um, you know, within the next couple of months, um, talking about their newest book uh, that they co-authored um, and some of their future projects, you know, and uh, I've talked to each of them separately, uh, but it's always interesting, I think, you know, to just get people's processes down, you know, because uh, it's so hard, I think, because we're normally writing by ourselves, um, you know, and then when you're, you know, with other people, I think sometimes, you know, we struggle a little bit. Um, but did, did you guys find that, you know, your group chat and everybody seemed to work pretty well together and, you know, things went pretty smoothly or? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there was, there's just, there's no egos in this group at all. I mean, we we went out to these authors and, you know, they, these are all people who have won awards and been in like SBFBOs and kind of, you know, Oh, kind of well-known names throughout different um, communities in the book world. So I was genuinely myself a little bit intimidated reaching out to some of these people. You know, I thought they're just going to be like, no, who are you? Um, Got a pretty good list, yeah. yeah. Everyone came in and everyone was just from the get-go was willing to help each other out and be supportive. But also from my point of view, to be really responsive to like the briefs that were given um, and we just straight away found a really great balance between, you know, the authors having the freedom to use their voices and bring their personality to the project, but also us keeping things cohesive as a group and everybody going, okay, we're going to agree what the end goal is. No, I think that makes total sense. It, it's just funny because, uh, you know, like uh, I just, I look at, when I was looking at the list ahead of time that you sent me, I was like, dang, there's some, some really awesome names on here. Um, so I just was kind of curious, you know, like Sean's been on before, um, you know, Ella and like Ray's been on here before you've been on here before. So I was like, Crystal's been on. 
I was like, this is a really good group. I've talked to Zamil quite a bit, you know, Trudy, you know, Lee all the time. Tim's always in and out of the podcast group. Um, Jacob and I are Instagram friends, you know, talk here and there on different stuff. Uh, so yeah, you guys got a really good group here, uh, I have to say. So I was just curious about how that worked. And I just want to say to the audience, you know, if you had an experience like me, you know, where you know, I had a friend had two chiropractic experiences that did not go well. And it was his third chiropractor that really helped him, you know, and I kind of felt that way a while back when I had talked to a couple of people, you know, about anthologies, I got kind of turned off after a while, you know, um, but then, you know, with doing this podcast, you know, I realized, oh, it's actually not anthologies I'm having trouble with. It's I just haven't necessarily find the, found the right group yet. So I just wanted to point that out to our audience. You know, if you find a good group like your guys is, you know, where, you know, you could do X, Y, and Z together and it was really efficient. That's really awesome. Uh, but don't quit. You know, you might just have to find, you know, like the right group of people that fit for you. Um, I'm just curious, did you guys talk at all about possibly doing another anthology in the future since it seemed like, you know, it went pretty well for you guys. I was just curious. I mean, we haven't had that conversation yet. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you some two cents from behind the scenes though. So one of the reasons I agreed to do this so quickly is because I wanted to do my own anthology spinoff idea for my series Pulse. And so I took this as a learning opportunity to get the ropes on how to put together a group and administer the group and, and do all the back end stuff. Yeah, because yeah. in the future, I want to do the same project again for my idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I was in quick and I had a goal besides just writing my story. It's all coming out now. Secret agenda. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said two cents behind the scenes, I was like, this is going to be a good answer right here. Um, no, but that, I think that makes sense, though, you know, and. Um, I have tried to explain that to a lot of my students recently, you know, I'm like, I had to really, you know, to do certain things I want to do, you know, in terms of this profession, you know, I've had to really put myself out there and talk to different people and do different things. And even though I didn't have a story written, you know, for anthology, at least being part of the process, I learned what I did and didn't like. I also learned, like you said, you know, Brian, if I did want to run when I learned what, what does not work for me which sometimes is half the battle, you know, and as authors, I feel like we do that a lot, you know, like, did, did this resource work for me? Did this way of writing, you know, did this POV, whatever, you know, it's like, we're just constantly figuring out what does and doesn't work for us. So I think personally, like, you know, with your goal, I think that that makes total sense, but I think it also makes sense that you just got in there, you know, and, and did the thing, you know, because sometimes that's really the only way that you can learn how to do something. But yeah, I think that makes total sense. Well, that's really cool. Um, I was curious about your guys' cover. So as soon as you sent it to me, Holly, I was like, that is really cool. So I was just curious on how that came about because um, it's such a unique design. Um, I love seeing all your guys' names there too um, in terms of like, you know, the title in red and then everybody's names at the bottom. I really liked how you guys, if you guys are on um, anywhere, just click on the description, you'll get to see this amazing cover. Um, but as a design teacher, I'm like, that is really cool. And again, when you're talking about theme, I feel like it matches your guys' theme really well and really encompasses, you know, all of your stories, which sometimes with an anthology, you know, is really difficult to do. Uh, so I was just curious how you guys, you know, decided that this was going to be the cover and kind of what that process was like. Well, we actually started out with um, quite a similar concept cover really early on when we first started talking about the project. And the one thing that we all kind of agreed uh, in the first stages was, was because the theme was the body, we wanted the illustrations to like evoke a kind of tattoo style. So yeah, like yeah. something you could imagine people like having as like tattoos or like obviously t-shirts. Um, awesome t-shirts. 
And I think what worked really well was when we, not just with the cover, but with the, the author's individual art as well, is we went out and we said to all the authors, right, we need everyone to put together like a little mini brief with like, what are the key words from your stories? Like, what are the main themes and motifs? What's important to you? And then Dawn was able to take each person's story and kind of work that in. So like, even on the cover, there's like little bits and bobs. So like, we've got um the the little kind of pentagram symbol there. Yeah, that who, just stands out, yeah. Yeah, so that's for one of the stories. I'm not going to spoiler it, but you can really find out. So we've got the the bird motif. We've got the multicolored eyeglass. So they, they're all kind of little hints and like spoilers to like what's in the stories. So that was really kind of important to incorporate. Sorry, I reacted that way. The paperback looks so much, <laughs> so much cooler than just the, the Kindle version. And usually they look, pretty similar but that looks like amazing <laughs> that is really cool um, so that one is our kickstarter exclusive cover so the oh, awesome. the general release cover is the same design but it's in red um and it's got kind of a more black and white motif oh that's cool well that's good to know writing that down i had to actually add the app the other day um after our initial talk because i had somebody else do something very similar and i was like that's just so cool and my wife's like I guess you can buy paperbacks again you've only bought five in the last year I was like I got the green light guys that's all I'm saying and it's ironic that the kickstarter logo is green so I feel like you know it kind of again it's kind of serendipitous but it's just really cool I I liked all the concepts that you guys had you know in just terms of uh just overall design the coloring even like that just the pattern you know, that goes around the image to me just, you know, evokes that type of feeling. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like it really, really matches your guys' theme really well. Um, and I, I think it does a lot of the selling for you personally when, you know, you see the cover. So, uh, and again, I, I haven't seen too many anthologies do that. Um, I had seen one that my friend did recently, and that was one of the things that he did not like was the cover and he kind of kept getting out you know got outvoted and he's like was telling me I think I'm gonna pull my story but he was already ready to go and I'm like well what do you you know what do you are you gonna do anything else with it or whatever he's like probably not I was like you might as well just do it you know and um yeah so I, I think it worked out a little bit better than he thought but again he wasn't happy with it so I don't know I think it's really cool and um yeah I haven't seen too many anthology covers look that good so I think you guys did a really good job with that one yeah, um, in terms, and you said, uh, like in terms of the Kickstarter, um, so, uh, why did you guys decide to do two different versions of the cover? I'm just curious. Uh, cause we're gluttons for punishments. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I what mean, I was thinking, but we, we kind of toyed around with different ideas of what we what could we do that was special for Kickstarter backers yeah, yeah. because we we knew we wanted to put this out on Kickstarter so that we could make it the best quality product that we could um and we kind of went through various ideas of doing like hardback versions or doing mm -hmm. like a foiled version um and in the end we decided that what we'd do is just do two not completely but kind of very different covers um mm -hmm. just so that you know, we had so many backers. That's that's the entire number of these purple versions that are going to go out. So people know that no one else is going to get that. And I think that really helped people to feel like they were getting something special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, well, I just was curious because it, it seems to be an ongoing um, question that people keep asking me. I've uh, been talking that with my team as well, um, you know, in terms of like, should we for a particular product of mine, should we just open it up to Kickstarter? And my biggest thing is I'm like, well, what are we going to offer people? You know, like, are people really going to, 
you know, come after that reward. And that for me, that just keeps coming up in my own conversations, you know, as an author. And then I have other people, you know, with their products. I had a couple of comic book writers and, um, you know, artists I talked to recently, um, you know, who've talked about the same thing. Um, so I just, I think it's always one of the hardest things, you know, to really answer in terms of a Kickstarter. Um, you know, it's like, what are we providing? And are we providing something in a creative fashion? You know, if it's not an extra, you know, like a different paperback cover or something like that or hardcover. Um, I'm not a big hardcover guy. So I got to say you guys doing a, you know, uh, a paperback like that, particularly with, you know, the cool color scheme that's purple and different to me, that's a little bit more attractive to me personally. I know some people really enjoy hardcovers. I'm just sorry if I'm ostracizing like 90% of the audience. I'm just not much of a hardcover guy. Um, I just used to paperbacks. I like the way they look and feel. Um, so for me, that is, I'm your audience. You know what I mean? Like you guys are people I know, you know, you're people I like, people I like to read. So, you know, I like the paperback and I like the overall design. I like that it looks a little different and has a cool, you know, different color. So I feel like I'm exactly your guys' type of audience there. So I just want to point that out to our audience that sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, you know, you really don't know until you try and put it in those rewards um, or try and put it as part of your plan. So and you never really know what some of those rewards, you know, what's really, you know, what people really want until you ask, I think. So I think that was really smart. Um, and then there's one more neat Kickstarter fact. Uh, one thing I really liked that we did was the book plate. And I think Holly will agree that was a huge stressor. We sent yeah. these things around the world and there were some nervous moments like, did the package get lost? Is it insured? Does it have a signature on the package? But th there's book plate versions of this book sitting there for the Kickstarter group that have everybody's signature. And that was not an easy feat. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. countries covered. I actually have. I was going to say, you guys are in a lot of plate. time zones. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's cool that you know i never thought of that that does get really hard with an anthology i mean you know like yeah. I, I don't know why i was just thinking for co-authors because i had just um talked privately with two co-authors that are coming on soon about that you know and um about them doing that on the kickstarter they live in way like like it one's in india and the other one's in california over here so i'm like how do you guys do that you know but they said they've been you know, paying quite a bit for postage and trying to get it figured out. So I never even considered that for you guys. So yeah, you guys had people really like all over. So yeah, that yeah. makes total sense. That's, that's an interesting, like, you know, thing to, um, you know, to bring up, you know, is, uh, you know, when you're doing an anthology, because some people might never think of that, you know, for the Kickstarter, you know, in terms of, you know, doing that. So I think that's a, a really cool thing to offer. But yeah, you probably got to really pre-plan that. Mark Timoney, I talked about doing a couple of things, but he's in Australia. And just to get a bookmark from him um, that I paid for a Kickstarter was really difficult because uh, my mail had screwed it up. They sent it all the way back to him after like a month. And then he was like, oh my gosh, he tried sending it to me. They sent it back to him over there. I don't know. It was like, it was crazy, you know? So I can only imagine if just him and me were trying to get book plates, you know, going back and forth uh, just to try and, you know, fulfill a Kickstarter. So yeah, I think that one is, uh, that's a good one to bring up there, Brian. Um, in terms of your guys's like blurb and like overview, I was just curious at how you guys came up with that. If that was still, you know, like those type of decisions, or was that still just like a group chat thing or Holly, was that more of like, you kind of, kind of gave a directive. I was just curious at what that process was like for you guys. So for the blurb, I worked quite closely with Sarah Chorn, who did our editing for us, uh, because at that point, although I'd read most of the stories, I still hadn't actually had the time to read all of them. So she was like a really good point of reference to 
kind of work out what needed to go in the blurb and on the back of the book to really kind of encapsulate everybody um so we kind of I did a brief like write-up I sent it to Sarah she added some bits in and kind of tweeted it and then I put it in the group chat and kind of everyone just kind of piled on and had their like say and their opinions and kind of between the group we kind of then came up with the end product which went on the back that's cool uh, I, I think Sarah needs to come on to the show because her name has been mentioned so many times in the last like four out of five episodes that I've filmed. So Sarah, if you are watching or hearing this, I will send you another invite really soon. She was one too <laughs> that like, it just hasn't happened. Like when she wasn't busy, I was like slammed. And then all of a sudden, you know, she gets, gets slammed because everybody's using her for good reason. Uh, but you know, it's, it's probably our fault. Her. She's probably doing this. <laughs> she probably is. <laughs> you and our last four guests <laughs> so I can only imagine um and I definitely don't you know don't blame her you know like for you know people just her and Felix both are just like you know Sean PK it's like slammed right now like I said for good reason um but I'd love to pick her brain at some point too of Honey and Wildflowers is um I'm about to finish that one up really soon so we can't wait but it's just I think it's funny like her name's been mentioned like so many times recently so people are going to think we have like a common theme here, which is kind of Sarah. She's our <laughs> anthology, I guess you could say. Um, I was curious for both of you, like Holly, um, you know, like in terms of your normal, you know, just like, you know, your books, um, you know, an anthology story is a lot different. So I was just curious that, you know, I find it hard to write an anthology story. <laughs> I just got to be honest, like mine I pulled because I was like, this is a novella. And I was like, no, it's a novella series. You know what I mean? And then I was like, well, I'll do a Kindle novella series. I just, I find it hard because I'm so used to writing, you know, a little bit longer. So I was just curious for both of you, you know, like compared to what you're, you know, you normally write, um, you know, did you find writing a shorter anthology story a lot, you know, a lot more difficult or was it kind of easy because it was a different medium? I was just, you know, curious from that kind of perspective that like kind of how that went for you guys. Go on, Brian. We'll go first. Uh, so for me, I was really gung-ho because I actually am not that big of a fantasy author, but this whole group is like a bunch of fantasy superstars. I wrote a young adult coming of age followed by a scary kind of futurism book. And so this was a stretch, but I pitched P.L. Stewart on a future book I'm working on. And he, he was like, hey, that's interesting. And I think you'd be a good fit on this project. And so it was a way for me to cut some fantasy chops a little and, and get into a new genre, which I was really excited to do because I, it was the first time I had tried to write fantasy. And I think I pulled off a pretty interesting, it's a hybrid realism story. So like, it's not true fantasy like some of the other authors, but by getting so many different cooks in the kitchen you get that variety so yeah. like i've gone for realism but that doesn't mean it's gonna not work as fantasy because there's so many hard fantasy stories that maybe that realism fantasy will actually work against those contrasting them so yeah, yeah. that's such an interesting just like take and like i like that i have not considered doing that there are a couple of genres that you know i'd like to start working on besides fantasy and urban fantasy so I actually think that's a really good idea is go instead of doing a whole book and this bad just trying anthologies first of all just to see if I like it and then you know to kind of work on those things and to obviously right like you said you have a lot of people you know who are you know big in the fantasy industry here so learning from those people I I actually think that's a really good idea I'm gonna have to start um picking your brain more Brian because you're, you're doing some things that I feel like I need to uh to copy here uh, that are are really good. So I think that is really, really smart. So 
I think we'll have to do it. I've been thinking like thrillers too. I, I like thrillers. You know, I, I'd like to add more of a thriller aspect to, you know, some of my fantasy and urban fantasy mystery, same thing. I'm, I like mysteries, you know, and I'd like to kind of blend those genres together. So I think I've been trying to figure out how I could learn from those people. So I think, you know, maybe trying to get into some anthologies for them would be a really good idea and, you know, a good way to accumulate those skills. So I see you, Brian. That's a really smart one. How about you, Holly? You made him go first, so. I did, yeah. I just, <laughs> I actually just want to add on to that as well, because um, with Brian mentioning, you know, being surrounded by all these kind of big fantasy authors, when we initially, me and Piel started putting this list of authors together, what we said from the outset was, was that we really wanted to bring in some different voices to the kind of, you know, not that we didn't want it to be fantasy, we wanted fantasy elements there, but we really wanted to make sure that we'd got a kind of diverse cross-section. So we had like, you know, uh, Bjorn Larson came on board who does write fantasy, but it's a very different kind of fantasy. It's a very yeah. kind of surrealist, psychological based fantasy. Um, you know, PL kind of said, oh, I, I know this uh, B.A. Bellock who's done this book called Pulse. I want to say that right. <laughs> um, you know, and we wanted someone that could come in and maybe do something a bit more contemporary and like a little bit more real world. Um, same with um, Zamil Akhtar, who does like the cosmic horror. You know, we wanted to make sure we had a lot of voices in there. So, you know, it is it is fantasy, but it is lots of other things as well. So I just want to just want to say that bit. Um, oh, in terms of my story, um, I actually had already written the story prior to the project starting. Um, I'd written it for to, to pitch out to a couple of magazines and things. Um, and I kind of got to the point where I was I was happy with it, but then this project came along and I thought, actually, do you know what? I'm now I've changed it and spent this much time on it. I'm going to use it for this. So I kind of cheated a little bit. Um, the but truth yeah, comes I, out, Brian. The truth comes out. It, it is the truth is coming out now. But you know, I, short stories I do find really difficult because I always think if I'm going to write a short story, it'll end up being like thirty, forty thousand words and be too long. But if I try to write a novel, I'll get to about 10,000 words and then run out of ideas. So clearly it's like a reverse psychology thing going on. That's so true. Maybe I should try that for short stories. I'll be like, this is going to be a book. And then yeah. right when I get tapered off, I can figure out how to just finish it and kind of go from there. So I think that, this yeah, that's, that's really smart. Um, but yeah, I was just curious with that question because like, like I said, I, I've really struggled when they decided they're going to do Kindle Vela and I found out what it was. I was like, this is genius for me, you know, cause I could just kind of keep going. And I love, um, you know, I love anthologies. Um, you know, I love, um, I'm actually going to do my own for Kindle Vela. Like once I'm done and the rights revert back, um, once my seasons are done, I'm going to do an my own anthologies. Um, so that's why I was so interested in how you guys were doing things. Um, and I've talked to Scott Odin, you know, and some other people uh, about doing maybe, you know, some interesting things in the future. I'm a huge Conan fan. Um, so, yeah, I just I but I always find it interesting when people they just do such a good job with short stories. I'm like, that's just not my cup of tea. So but I did have a friend a while back who, um, you know, he just was like, I just decided I need to get better at this medium. And I learned a lot. And he just joined a bunch of anthologies and just kind of went from there. I kind of did what you did, Brian, you know, just kind of learn from different people and um, and that kind of thing. But yeah, I was just curious from that perspective, because I think some people don't really think about, um, you know, they think like, oh, I'm just going to write a short story and send it in. But they, I don't really think they understand, you know, what an anthology really means, you know, in terms of, you know, working with other people, you know, trying to get that common theme. Um, 
you know, and trying, but still, like you said, Holly, like trying to get a unique aspect, right? Because it's a really hard, you know, line to follow, right? Where like you each have, you know, your body part, your own story, but you still have to follow that common theme. Uh, so I just think that, you know, that ends up being really difficult for some people. Uh, and again, I think it goes back to, you know, the type of team that, you know, you guys are able to put together, uh, you know, and things like that. Um, what would you guys say was like your own successful triumph or something that you like were really trying to do, um, you know, and learn maybe Brian from like this anthology and that you were like, man, this worked so well. I'm so glad I did this. Like, I was just curious, what was the thing? Maybe it was finishing, right? But like, what was the thing that made you just like so happy that you were a part of this project? I'll say for sure it was working with the group. Uh, my favorite part was the beta and then the editing. For sure, I loved all of that collaboration, which is not something you get a lot as a writer. I've written yeah. three books, and it was basically me in my office for 500 hours. <laughs> so it's really fun, though, to share stories that are 80% done, 70% done, and get those notes, and then do the edit, and then share them again. And that was just, to me, that was the highlight of the project that I just love being a part of. And, and I really will take that, the, those early feedback moments will be with me for, for my whole career. <laughs> Cause I love that. And it, it was a yeah. success in that I shared the feedback and I got feedback. So you almost got like a, like a writing group perspective from doing the anthology, which is really cool. And again, I, I don't think a lot of people do. I think like just want to mention to our audiences, like you'll find some groups, right. Where you just email and maybe Holly will just, you know, be the, the lead and just her and the editor, right, might be the only ones that are reading and giving feedback. Um, but some other people do like what you guys did, you know, and I, I just feel like Lee, like I said, Lee was like, oh, yeah, this was great, you know, blah, blah. Um, so I just find that funny, you know, that I just think, it, again, it's, I think it really comes down to, you know, what group you're with and how, you know, that group is being ran and how, like you said, Brian, like how that feedback's being shared and really, you know, ultimately determines, uh, you know, like, really what you get out of it but what do you think Holly what was your one thing um I would think it's kind of two things for me so I really enjoyed oh, the process of um so every time we got something new so like every time we got like a new author illustration or like the bookmarks came in so we could kind of share it on the group and it was really nice to like just feel like that was a moment for all of us to share so you know, it wasn't just me like emailing, you know, Tim Hardy and saying, oh, here's your picture. It was there for everyone. Um, but I think second to that, what I enjoyed the most out of it was getting to see like the different elements and skills that different people bought that I didn't realize were there. Um, so for example, you know, like Lucy Connolly, he did all of our formatting and our kind of graphic work for us to get everything looking good in the book. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, Tim Hardy um, and Jacob Sanix, they came on as production team with me. Um, and they, I mean, they really kind of single-handedly um, got out all the Kickstarter rewards between them, which was amazing for me because I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> um, you know, and then just even little things that I didn't know about people. So like, obviously getting to meet Brian through this, I've learned about his music that he does. So he's done, you know, been sending me songs back and forth. You know, we've got some kind of, I don't want to give too much away, but there's some musical stuff going on as well. And oh, I cool. would never have known that if we hadn't had this group. So that was yeah. that was a really cool part of it. Oh, that's really cool. If any of my students are watching, this is what I'm talking about when I say you have to work with other people. This is cultural diffusion in a nutshell. So 
a bunch of them recently at my new school. They're like, we were listening to your podcast. We're watching blah, blah. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to teach you stuff through it. <laughs> like, be on the lookout. But I think, Holly, you, you make such a good point, though. And I just like that. And I, I just didn't consider that, you know. So, you know, we talk about it here. I'm at like a um, an interesting program now where it's like a technological school. So I teach social studies, but I'm also teaching technology that I love. One reason I got hired was podcasting, you know, and I bring something, you know, unique skills to the table, you know, that maybe other people don't have that expertise on. So I think that that's really smart, you know, of you. So like if we were in, you know, the anthology group together, you'd be like, oh, well, Dan can do this or this or put the videos together, you know, advertisements, you know, things like that. So I, I just think it's really smart, you know, to actually not just use people's, you know, writing ability, but also, you know, the copy editing, you know, and things like that. So, um, you know, just using you know, really like everybody's full skills, depending on, you know, where their talents, I think makes a lot of sense and is really smart. So I think that is uh, something that Brian will take with him to his next anthology, uh, which is really cool. Um, and you guys both mentioned a little bit of the the beta process, but I was just curious because to me, that's a really interesting one. Cause like I said, I know a lot of people have set up their processes a lot different. So I was just curious how you guys set up your beta reading processes um, you know, in terms of your group and kind of like, you know, how many people had which story, if you guys read all the stories. I was just curious how you guys divided that work up and kind of what that process was like with checking in with each other. So, it was, I mean, it was easy because we had 12 authors, so it kind of worked yeah. out really nicely having that number. So um, we we divided ourselves into three groups of four. Um, so I think the, the group I was in, it was myself, uh, Brian, Tim and... Is it Lee, I think, was in our group? I can't, honestly can't remember now, but everyone kind of split off into their groups and there was an agreement that everyone would read every story in their group as a minimum, but obviously then it was open for people to read whatever other stories that they wanted. Um, so, you know, for me, I think quite quickly, I read through the three in my group and then we would have like individual conversations and kind of do little markups on each other. And I think it was all very kind of open back and forth um so yeah i mean i found the process really really useful what do you think brian yeah no i totally agree it was uh the same i didn't know how the groups were divided so i don't know if that was random holly or if there was some strategic decision making there but totally random. <laughs> it was totally random okay but it worked out in that i felt like the group i was in the, the people that were giving me feedback were different than me which is you know, I didn't want to get, you know, somebody who was writing body horror giving me feedback. I wanted somebody who writes high fantasy to give me feedback because that's a totally different viewpoint, right? So that's what I was actually looking for in, in the group is like, what do I not do well? Can you give me notes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you actually make a really good point there. Yeah, I, I didn't consider that. I actually think I would have enjoyed the two groups I was a part of more if we had done that. Um, because I, you know, if I'm going to do something, I... Like I have kids all the time ask, like, well, why aren't you doing this? Or why are you doing a Kindle Bellistries? I'm like, well, I have a small child now, you know, and I'm like, I have to really, you know, think about my time management, biggest thing for my book, you know, and kind of go from there. Um, so I think if somebody in the future was to set up an anthology that way, where I could learn from you or Holly, you know, and, you know, really not just get the overall story or be part of the anthology, but, you know, really learn maybe some more things for craft, right? Or, you know, work on some, shore up some of my weaknesses, so to speak, and kind of have some of my strengths pointed out from, you know, somebody from, you know, who's different from me, like you said, Brian, I think that that is really smart and, um, you know, would, would make a lot more sense and kind of make me feel, you know, better about, you know, spending time on, you know, a particular project. But 
I think that's really cool. Um, Can I just add that. a little? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So it's just because I think this is a cool thing to point out for people who are doing similar projects is I think because we've taken the time to set up the the group and talk amongst ourselves and chat first, we'd kind of basic, we, we'd got like a basic trust level between all of the authors. And I think that's really important for beta groups is that you need to have not only the trust that someone will give you constructive criticism, but also that they want you to come up with the best story that you can and that everybody is driving towards that same goal. And I think we were really fortunate that we had that. So I think that's something that, it's, you know, it's a really big part of getting the best out of that setup. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I just want to do point out, I know I asked this previously, but just ruminating with this, you know, with you saying that, I think that, you know, just saying, you know, and I, I saw a couple of groups do this right after the pandemic with the anthology where some people just stuck, stuck with the same group, you know, for, for several anthologies, just because that first time, you know, the trust was there and it was deepened, but then that second and third anthology, man, I had a couple where I was like, these are just amazing, you know, and I noticed that it was the same, you know, group, you know, over and over again, maybe one or two authors changed or something like that, but that core group was there. Uh, so I, I do think you're right there, Holly. And I, I just do think maybe it'd be interesting if you guys decide to do it later. You know, again, it'd be interesting, I really think, to see, you know, that growth between the first anthology, uh, you know, and the second anthology. Because I think maybe some people, you know, be even more willing, right, to do something a little different or to take some more risks, you know, just because, you know, you guys have already built up that trust. Um, it'd be interesting to see if some of you guys possibly, you know, co-author some things later or, you know, because of that trust. You know, like I always say, this is kind of like a live journal, you know, like I'm talking to people trying to learn, but I also think it'd be interesting to see now, you know, what some of you, you know, like what Brian does, you know, with, you know, his fantasy or what someone does with horror or, you know, whatever. Uh, people always forget that we talk about horror around here all the time. And, you know, I didn't put it in the name because I consider it part of fantasy um, and a lot of times sci-fi uh, and it's a shorter for t-shirts and things, um, you know, but I think it'd be cool, you know, just to kind of see where all of you guys go from here you know, based off of your guys' experience. But I think you make a really good point about trust, you know, and I, I, I do a lot of reflection and I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, the two groups that I was part of, it was really other people. I think I just wasn't ready, you know, probably myself to trust. So I think that's another thing to, you know, just saying to the audience, you know, if you're thinking about being part of an anthology, you know, like, like Brian, you know, you just kind of went charge forward. I think you really have to have that type of mentality and be like, hey, this is going to be an experience I learned from. And I'm going to try and learn as much as I can from these people who I always assume other people, you know, know more than me. Um, and that way I learn a lot more from it. So I think, Holly, that's a absolutely, you know, absolutely great point to make. Um, I was curious, uh, especially for this question, in terms of what's like one thing you're both going to take with you in terms of your own indiv individual writing after this project and working with such a great team? Oh, I know it's a hard one. It's like that is a hard like one. Favorite child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, or, I think... or it could be a couple. It could be a couple things. I don't want to limit you, sir. I, I think the main thing that I'm going to take away in terms of my own writing is that from now on, I'm going to get Lucy Connolly to format all my books for me because he's much better at it than I am. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I probably learnt more about the the putting together of of a book. Uh, not that I didn't learn things about my own writing, but I think I've been so absorbed in the production side of it. I haven't really had chance to reflect on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'll probably take away some, some of the approaches that people have made with this. So just the, 
being willing to get out of your comfort zone, you know, and do something different. And, you know, um, LL McRae is like the perfect example of this because she, at the beginning of this project, was so convinced that she couldn't write horror and that, you know, this wasn't the right project for her. And her story just literally is amazing. And I think, you know, just to have that kind of confidence just to do something a little bit out of your wheelhouse can be a really good, healthy thing to do as a writer. I, I, I think that makes total sense. I'm shaking my head here because I'm thinking of like, especially for her book one, you know, there's just certain elements of horror that I think she did so well, you know, with book one um, with her fantasy. I, so I just, I, I think that's interesting, but I think that's a great point though, you know, is um, I think we all as authors and writers, you know, and creatives have, you know, certain, you know, I'm always worried about my, uh, my dialogue. You know, I know it's always been one of my, I could describe I could narrate, you know, it's always been one of my weakest things. So I, I think that makes total sense. Um, and like I said, you know, like I was saying, you know, Brian was like, oh, you know, I joined this anthology for this reason and to learn. And I think, you know, that if I was going into a thriller or a mystery anthology, you know, I feel like I would have a lot of those, you know, things too, because I normally write sci-fi, fantasy. Uh, fantasy comes really easy to me. Sci-fi is harder, but those other ones are, I think, are a lot harder for me. So yeah, I think, you know, yeah, like putting yourself out there and, you know, doing your best and learning from that is, is a good one. But yeah, I'm really interested in reading her story now. <laughs> I'm interested in reading all of them, but that that's an interesting, like, little, like, side note. So can't wait to read hers and, uh, you know, give her some awesome feedback there. What do you think, Brian? What's like, and I don't want to limit you. Sorry, I'm just so used to school trying to give kids, you know, <laughs> parameters. But what are some things that, you know, that, and I think, Holly, you made a good point, you know, like, it might not just be with your writing, it might just be overall, right? Because, you know, there's so many things we have to do as authors now, whether you're, you know, you're not, you, whether you're self-published or traditionally published, you know, there's just, you have to do so much. So what do you think, Brian? What are some things that you'll yeah. take with you, either the writing process or maybe the overall production process? You, you mentioned dialogue and actually another ob obstacle in my getting into the group was that I actually write with screenplay style writing. So if you go read my first three novels, they don't have traditional dialogue tags. They look more like a screenplay, which is great for an indie that's self-published, not great in a group setting. So a big learning experience for me was trying to write like normal prose and just tag my dialogue so it looks right in the book. And I, and I hope that if you didn't know anything about me and you read my story, you wouldn't know that I only had written screenplay styling before this. So that's my takeaway for sure. <laughs> no, that's a good one. And now you have me really interested in your other stuff because I, I just love when someone does something new or in a different way. And so, and I love screenplays. That's how I actually got into stuff was writing screenplays. So to me, that sounds really cool. So I'm actually really interested to see, you know, your before and after, so to speak, you know, like your own stuff and this anthology just to kind of, you know, kind of, Maybe I, maybe I can tell a difference. Maybe I can't, you know? So I think that that's a really good answer. Um, we're kind of wrapping up on time here. So I just want to make sure we have time for the actual, you know, like promoting um, and things like that. So, um, you know, in terms of where we can find the anthology, I know, Holly, you know, you sent me the pre-order link. Um, um, and then probably by this time, it'll be released, I would assume, or pretty close. So uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the release date and where people can find your guys' anthologies, just to make sure we got enough time to be really clear about all that information. Yep. So the go live date for the general release is the 16th of November. So it is on pre-order up until then. Um, once it goes live, it will be on Amazon. And you'll also be able to find it through um, 
most of the individual authors' websites. I say most because I haven't put it on mine yet because <laughs> I just haven't had time. Um, it's up on Goodreads as well, so people can find it on there. Um, and we also have the audio book is in production at the moment. So that's going to be released um, shortly after the uh, ebook and the paperback is. And that's going to be on um, Audible and Spotify and iTunes and all the normal places that you can get audio books. Oh, that's awesome. Please make sure you send all that to me and I will actually amend the description, even if this goes out before then. Um, and then send that all to me and I'll, I'll, po I'll post all that everywhere for you guys. Um, and then anybody's website, you know, where it can be found, I'll post to Amazon. So, um, people who have been with the podcast for a while, you know exactly where to go, right? You go right down to the description. If you are new to this podcast in any format or YouTube, uh, you go right down to our description. You can find, um, everybody's, um, sites there, uh, their individual author ones. You can also find anywhere war where their anthology of fear can be found. Um, and you guys can also go to our new website as well. Um, you'll see a blog post there. Um, just talking about the different authors, um, this interview, um, just their anthology, just in general. And if you guys have any questions, let me know and I can pass them on to Brian Halley or any of the other authors. Uh, and don't forget, you can also join our po uh, podcast Facebook group as well here in the description. So that way you can talk to authors in real time and get their updates whenever they update in the Facebook group. Uh, anything else that you guys want to share, Brian or Holly at all? Anything that we might've missed? Uh, just to say that if anybody is admiring this beautiful t-shirt, they are available on Redbubble. Oh, oh that's awesome. Well, that's super cool. Well, I want to <laughs> thank you again, Holly, for you know reaching out. This was really fun. I Like I said, anytime I can get multiple authors that have worked on the same project. And it was just so cool to be able to talk to you guys, uh, you know, about anthologies. I, I don't want to say it when we first started, but I feel like you guys kind of sold me on, you know, trying to work on them again in the future. Um, it's just nice to know, you know, when, you know, people have worked together really well, um, it makes me feel like I just need to find the right group, you know? Um, so that really made me feel better. So I, I do know some people, like I said, who had had questions, you know, and I keep trying to direct them towards, different resources or groups or, you know, people asking for anthologies. So um, again, I really thank you guys so much for coming on and, you know, sharing your, you know, your experiences, particularly the positive ones. Uh, but if there's anything else I can do, you know, uh, before your guys' anthology, uh, you know, comes out, um, you know, when this episode releases, and I'll send you guys the date later today, um, or even after, just let me know. And, you know, I'd love to uh, help you guys out in any way. Um, if you guys are, want to come back individually at all, uh, Holly, right, alumni, Brian, feel free to hit me up and we will figure something out for you guys for our schedule for the future. But other than that, if there's anything I can do, just let me know. That's awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much. You two have a great rest of the day and I'll do my best to get the word out for you guys constantly post and I'll help you guys in any way that I can um, to get my own copy really soon. So thank you so much. See you later. Thanks, have a good one. Bye.